welcome to Dream It, Dare It, Do It, a podcast about living the life you want and living a life you love. And today, I have a friend of mine call, called Rob Cook. Hi, Rob. Hey, how are you doing, Jazzy? I'm good. I'm good. Rob is a fellow super coach of mine. I know that you guys who are listening know that I invite my super coach friends. And so Rob was there with me during this fantastic journey that we had. And uh, we obviously became friends. Absolutely. Once you figure out, once I saw how creative your ass was, I was like, I got to know her. I need to know her. (laughs) So Rob, um, Tell them a little bit, you know, what kind of coach you are, just so people know who Ooh, you are. Uh, true. Talk about put on the spot. Uh, I thought you was going to read something about me, but let's yeah. go. <laughs> no, sorry. Um, <clears throat> I'm Rob. Uh, I, I write or I, I um, say that I am a mindset coach. Mm. Um, and I mainly talk about health. Uh, and I talk about it from prioritizing self-care to just moving often, eating balanced, sleeping well, and then laughing a lot. <laughs> like those are, those are, if I would say my hodgepodge of, of things I want to do every day um, or make sure that I, I focus on, it would be that. And I just help people see that. For me, um, in respects to dream it, do it, dare it, um, that's what I found that gets me through that process. Mm. You know, making sure I take care of myself properly, prioritizing that, that time to... Um, to sit still for a moment, mm. even when everything is in chaos, you know, um, to make sure I do move. So that's that's probably the easiest way I would explain myself. Um, I, I was in the U.S. military for 21 years mm. um, as a protection agent. So I protected people, places and things. Um, a noun, as Jason says, um, mm. Jason Devin, one of our friends. But um, coolest coolest place I've ever protected was the um, largest airfield in Iraq um, that that we had humanitarian efforts for all of that part of the world. Um, I had 75 people and we protected that airfield and trauma hospital there um, in a part of Iraq. Um, coolest place? Is, oh, nuclear weapon was cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Nuclear mm-hmm. weapon. Uh, seeing a nuclear weapon was cool. I think the coolest person um, so many, so many great people, but, um, Admiral William McRaven, um, he was the commander, um, from Opera- Operation Neptune Spear that, uh, this, the killing of Osama bin Laden. Um, he was pretty cool because strategically he was a genius as far as military leaders go, but we used to go play, we used to go play basketball, like me and him one-on-one, or we would, we would set up, he would sell, tell me to set up a unit football game. So we could just play flag football. I think that was probably like the, the coolest thing I've ever seen. Mm. Somebody who could be on Capitol Hill that morning testifying before Congress. And that afternoon or later that night, we're shooting basketballs at a gym. Like what? Like his ability to handle things or just do them was unbelievable. So yeah, it was, I was kind of like the, the, bulk of who I've been. I'm a father, you know, of many. Uh, no, not many, but uh, uh, well, two. Know. No, I have two kids, but oh, I mean, okay. I, 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 I have a lot of young trainers and young 
um, friends who have young kids who who ask me for for advice, and I talk to them as a father. So that's why I say fathers to many. But uh, I have two daughters, uh, two grandsons, um, and that's that's about me, man. I live here and love life with Lori here in Los Angeles, and we got three dogs. Yeah, I was good. that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna yes. say, what about the puppies? What about I the have, fur babies? I have uh, three dogs. I have two um, English bulldogs, Hazelnut and Mocha Bean. Uh, they're about sixty and sixty-eight pounds. Um, both rescues. One was rescued from a breed farm. One was an owner surrender. And then my new one, Coco. Um, Coco was a rescue. Um, probably the. the in the worst shape, the one we grabbed. She was she was abused. Um, they clipped the ears, assholes. Um, she's a pit, isn't he? Isn't she's a, she's a, yeah. She's an yeah, American yeah. staffer. Yeah. yeah. You know, technically, there is no such thing as a pit bull breed. Okay. That's a that's a slang term we use to describe the staffers, and and it's it's the one that it's that stigma that has people so scared yeah. of them. They yeah. they actually can't. They the American staffers' jaws don't lock. Like that's that's not true, mm. right? So it's it's a um, it's why they have a bad rap, why they're banned from so many places. Yeah. And it was like when we she was like three hours from euthanization. Oh. And, wow. Yeah. And speak of dream it, dare it, do it. The the rescue who found her. Right. Three hours from euthanization, she decided to just call out, and she got on on her social media platforms and screamed out to everybody she knew to just get that to stop and she'll figure out the next step. So she got them to stop. Um, they couldn't do surgeries on the baby because her, her uh, I call her the baby, her name is Coco, even mm -hmm. though she's the oldest of all of them. Yeah. But they, they couldn't do something around her stomach because she just had so much scar tissue from home C-sections, not mm -hmm. proper veterinary C-sections. But they finally got her in good shape, was able to get her down, and um, she stayed with the foster family for a while to make sure she could integrate. And, and we got her uh, not too long ago. And man, she's she's probably one of the sweetest. sweetest. I remember when you got her. Yeah. We were, that was when we were doing uh, Find Comfort in the Uncomfortable. Fine, yes, absolutely. Yeah, we were we were just starting their pack walks and stuff. But now, man, she's they're they're fine. They're in there, rolling all over each other before before she's I came out here. So grateful. I'm, I'm assuming she's like, yeah, cause I, I've never rescued, uh, personally. Um, they, they always just showed up in my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess, I guess it was that kind of rescue, but they, they kind of showed up in my life. Like her, she was my mother's dog. So my mom passed away and I was taking care of my mom. So, and the dog was always with my mom. So when I lost mm. mom, I wasn't losing the dog. I, I, kept the dog. The dog. I have a friend like that. I have a friend like that who, who when her mom passed from cancer, she had a dog and yeah. 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 So the I, cat, the cat is the same thing. The cat, I was working in an office and um, they, they had a warehouse and there was uh, rodents in the warehouse. And so they found two cats on the internet and they took the cats and they put them in the warehouse. Just to so that they would that. hunt, they would hunt yeah. the rodents, right? But the cats were like, "Nah, we ain't staying in the in the in the warehouse." So they would climb inside the ceiling and go into the office. Oh wow! <laughs> where it was warm, right? Obviously. Uh, so they they. I mean, they were working all night. Why didn't they get the good good office? That ain't right. <laughs> you you brought me here to hunt. 
Give me at least a good office, man. Come on. <laughs> and, uh, I had a contract that I was helping them with their accounting system. And uh, when the cats came in, the guy went to get them and he put them in the cardboard box. Now, you have, if you knew me, you know, putting a cat in the cardboard box is not, this is unacceptable to to me. Ah, okay. okay. What what is that? What is just like put them in there, put the top on it, or yeah, just yeah. as a place like, to hold? Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, no, you don't put a cat in the box. Like you, okay. you get a, you know, you get a nice crate where there's holes and he can see where it's going on. Gotcha. Okay. That's okay. what gotcha. you got to do. Anyway, right. So as he comes in, I hear the cats howling, and I'm like, my heart breaks, and I'm like, no, what are you doing? So I open the box. And as I open the box, my cat is there. And he's <laughs> yeah. looking at me. He's like, right here, right now. Yeah. He's here now. It's been <laughs> eight years. But back then, I didn't want to have a cat. Right. So now he's like, he's in the box and he's looking at me. And I open the box and I'm like, poor baby. And he just looks at me and he goes, wow. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be my cat. I don't want a cat. I don't want a cat. I don't want a cat. And I avoided the cat for weeks after. That is and hilarious. Why didn't you want a cat? What was... What? Because I had just lost my 18-year-old cat, and I just didn't want ah, another one. Okay. And um, so uh, during the Christmas holiday, everybody was gone, and it was time for me to work hard to prepare the accounting system while nobody's in the system, right? So while I'm there, where are the cats? The cats are around me, right? Yeah. So I'm like petting the cats and I'm spending time with the cats while I'm working there for a whole week. And I come back after the holidays and the, my cat is in the window and he's licking himself or whatever. And I walk in and I know he's in the window and I'm like, I'm not going to look at him. <laughs> I am not looking at the cat. So I sit down <laughs> with the owner and I'm like, like the cat's there. And I'm like looking at her like this. No, I'm not going to look at the cat. But the cat sees me, walks on the desk and he put his face in my face rolls down on his back turning like a crazy person purring his brains out the lady the owner's going what's going on with the cat <laughs> she was like freaking out it was i knew it was then yeah you knew it then yeah, absolutely yeah. I, knew, I knew it i knew it uh, and i think an hour after she said listen do you want to take him because i can't have the two cats in the office mm. you know because they were both in the office now she's like i can't yeah. have two cats in the office so I said, of course, I'm going to take him. <laughs> uh, you want to know what's funny? What? Is in 2018, when I did Supercoach. Yeah. When I did the intensive with Michael for Supercoach. Yeah. I couldn't stand dogs. Oh, yeah? Would never had a dog. Would never have a dog. And now he has three. But listen, here's the funny part. Michael, uh, not too long ago, I was at Michael's and he, Michael has two dogs. Two, yeah. uh, I don't know their breed, but the big dogs. You see them on all the things, yeah, right? Pe Pepper I and Lily. they're golden doodles oh, or something. Yeah, like so, but Pepper and Lily. Yeah. When I first start going to Michael's house, I, I really would just like, dude, can, can we move her over? Like, or move, like, like please. Or if jump up on the couch and I'm there, I would freak out. Yeah. So... I was over there not too long ago, and they were both on the couch, and I'm just playing with them, and he's just laughing because yeah. he remember how, I wouldn't say terrified, but terrified of dogs I was. And then when I got Hazel, 
it kind of just melted. Then it just now it's over. Like I'll stop somebody if I see their dog cute. Like, oh my god, can I pet your dog? Like, yeah, it's just a whole difference now. <laughs> I have um, I have two friends. Okay, so people who are listening to the podcast, we obviously are animal lovers. We're gonna get yes. for the content, but I have to say this. Um, so I I'm I've been an animal lover all my life. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a household with two brothers and I had one brother that animals, he was like growing up, he was like, yeah. didn't care about our pets. And we had pets. I mean, at one point, Rob, we had four cats, two rabbits, eight dogs. This mm. is yeah. uh, how many pets we had. And yeah. he used to taunt the rabbits. I remember. And um, in, I think, it, I mean, he, he got a kid, right. He, he had his first daughter and first and only daughter and um, she wanted a dog and he finally got a dog and he loved that dog i mean mm. the sounds coming out of my brother's voice was like you're such a good dog you're such a good dog and i'd be yeah. like who the hell are you oh that's my that's my mom now yeah that's my mom my family's like hey that rob is different about his dogs because i was showing my niece every day she she when i talk to her she goes can i see the dogs and so they were at a family event the other day, and there was a few people around, but it was my mom, one of my nieces who had just seen the dogs for the first time. This was her first time, but my mom, my brother, and all them knows these are my dogs. She goes, oh my God, Uncle Robert, I want one. And before I knew it, I was like, hey, I can help you get a dog, but these is my damn dog. You're not getting one of these. Like, <laughs> these dogs, I'm sorry. My mom laughed so dogs. hard. Yeah, my mom laughed so hard. She said, babe, get don't don't mess with your uncle and he loved them dogs like just let it be just yeah. just don't like it was so funny my mom was like don't don't talk about them now because she liked to fat shame my dogs because they all big and i'm like mama don't do that you know but uh, <laughs> yeah yeah it's like there's <laughs> my my mother used to say you know like when you there's there's a part of yourself that's not open until you've loved a pet like well, it's, a, it's a new access. I could I could understand what she's saying because I think it, for me, it extended my ability to understand humanity. Mm. It um, because I here I am caring for another species, not even the same species as me, mm -hmm. expressing love. And so not, I'm not even sure if, if they understand it to the extent I'm trying to express it, right? Like, I am projecting onto them such joy, such love, such, they don't get any of the bad, at least for me, you know? Yeah. So I just wonder what their, their world feels like, or like, oh my God, here they come again to hug me. Like, it's got to be the best thing for, <laughs> for certain dogs. It's like, oh my God, they're about to give me a treat again, but... Uh, <laughs> It did. I do understand what your mom says because when I when I did get dogs, it did open me up. I, I felt I felt a little bit more settled. Um, I think it's in um, *Sapiens*, the book *Sapiens*, where they talk about what the domestication of dogs did for the human race, mm. like how that um, propelled us or helped us in our our um, so-called jump to the top of the food chain uh that and fire i believe is what they were talking about being able to contain fire or make tools i think it was but 
yeah, I, I really can understand what your mom means when she says that. Like, they just do something. They just they just settle the time. Unless you're terrified of them, yeah. you know. I have a girlfriend uh, who's terrified of them. And uh, she's going to be listening to this. And she's going to know who I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, like, I know, like, I know there's, like, so much love in her. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if she only knew, like, and she, it's yeah. just, and it's funny, like, she, it's very, I, this is how I feel. I may be wrong, but I feel like it's really a thought barrier. It's like, absolutely. For me, know? it was. Yeah. For me, it was, it was, it was the little dog that chased me home when I was a kid, right? Um, that I couldn't outrun that would really get close to me and scare the shit out of me. Right. Um, but the only time, this is funny while I blamed it on the dog. Yeah. The only time that the dog could catch me was when I had to bring all my books home from school, right? Because my backpack was so heavy. That's mm -hmm. the only time he could catch me. The only time I ever had to bring my backpack from school was when I didn't, when I did what I was supposed to at school. <laughs> right? so, so the dog kind of couldn't catch me if I had did what I was supposed to do in the first place at school and not need to carry all my books home. Because I could outrun it if I didn't have any books. Uh, and uh, I didn't learn that to way late in life, but it was just funny, a, 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 a humorous thing for me to go, oh, so if I would have did what I was supposed to, I never would have had to bring all my books and I never would have, I would never had that bad stink on the dog. It was like I wanted to put it on the dog, but it was still me all the time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was my thoughts about it. I didn't want a dog because of that. I thought they were mean. I thought they all wanted to, I bought into like I said about the pit bull thing and, yeah. and, um, and now man, I, I love them. Yeah. Like, you know, I did a um a event, um, a a responsible event. You have to say it that way now, you know. <laughs> where people were social and it was outside. But it was for a uh, animal shelter. Mm. And we had one of the um dog um the um I guess they're called animal inspectors. Okay. Um come out and talk and tell them where, you know, they can send things where we can offer because you know, with the pandemic and with wildfires in California and with everything upheaving, people were just dropping dogs off, you know. Um, and and so it gave an opportunity to create some 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 help for them. So, yeah, it's totally opened me up. So I definitely won on your mom's side with that, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, um, let me let me ask you then. Um, I'm gonna get into the thick of things. Oh, uh, <laughs> here it comes! Here it comes! Here it comes! So I'm going to ask you about dreaming. You know, being you know the the theme of the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, like I was explaining to you a little earlier before this, um, we went on camera. Um, I I kind of got what I want I meant by dream dare do dream mm -hmm. it dare do it mm -hmm. and it was it was kind of a thing where um I wish everyone would just give themselves permission to dream mm -hmm. yeah. um I I don't think that everybody does and um and I love that we we work with mind thought consciousness because we can see how we can you know, actually aim for our dreams and, and actually, <clears throat> you know, create something else also, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. if, if that dream doesn't show up, we don't have to get, 
disheartened and yeah. we, can, we know that we can create other things. So it's like, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering, you know, what is your take on, on dreaming? Do you, do you still dream? And well, have you noticed if you had stopped dreaming and have you noticed if you are still dreaming now? Dreaming now. Okay. Um, what's funny, what's funny is, um, yes and no, if that makes sense. Yeah. All right. So in the nature of what you mean, when you say dream, I do. And when you, the nature of what you say, when you say dream, I haven't as well, right? So that in my life was what I called not believing anything was possible and now believing anything is possible. Mm. Okay. So it wasn't necessarily in my dreams that it came out. It was just, I didn't think certain things were possible, period. Yeah. Now understanding what I understand about life, I think anything is possible. It may take me 50, 60, 70 years to get there if I stay on track for it. But if I continue to make the necessary steps toward it, I'm going to get there. What I would say, that is what I love about teaching my thought consciousness is that all of the practitioners that do it, do it with different flavors, but we're all saying the same thing. Stop the limitations. Dream, dare, do means don't put any limitations on yourself. See it, go get it, right? Unlocking your health from the inside out is don't take yourself, like unlock it, go get it. Creating the impossible with my, go get it. Like Mer, like everybody is saying the same things just with their different flavor. That's what I love about it. But if you go over to other sectors, they're saying different things and it gets confusing. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is the way to get there and you got to do it this way. And this person and then this and whoever has the biggest voice gets the most people to follow in that lane. What I love in this in this understanding is. Yes. We all um, have the ability to dream and see big and just because someone has been in the understanding of the mind thought consciousness longer doesn't mean that the person who just came in yesterday can't see something just as great. Like that possibility right there just levels the playing field for me and I love it. Um, but yes, there was a time in my life where I didn't think everything was possible and it sucked. Mm -hmm. So it would be the equivalent of not dreaming, as you say, not, not seeing what could be possible. Um, coming out of the military, I, I didn't understand how it would, would fit when I had been um, active duty longer than I had actually been a civilian. Um, my social, economic status was different. Um, I grew up in the inner city in the projects around a lot of violence. Um, and uh oh, what happened? there's a big truck. There's oh. a big truck there. So I was like, Oh, okay. okay sorry. No, I'm trained to see. I'm yeah. trained to see that. And it's like, that means something's wrong. I'm like, where are we going? Well, okay. I got it. All right. Back in. I got it. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but, um, Yes, I forgot where I was. That that, that made me like, what's wrong, Jazz? Uh, okay, well, actually, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on that. Got you it. were talking about, you know, seeing what's possible, and um, that's that's something also that is um, 
that's part of the dreaming, I guess, eh? The, 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 cause you know, I'm sure you've, you've seen this, you've encountered this through your clients and for yourself also, cause I see it in myself a lot mm-hmm. where we start looking at something and what we look at is what's impossible, what we create as impossible. Like, mm, gotcha. We yeah. kind of like, we kind of think of something that would be cool, right? And then the the next thought is, yeah, but I can't do that, mm-hmm. you know. And like, and then and then we focus on on the okay. Well, if I I can't do that, we don't even focus on on what's possible. Like, so. Oh yeah, it has to run through the filters. Yeah, yeah, it has, yeah. To, it has to run through the filters. Um, if I especially especially when I live externally to internally. So when all of my decisions were made on what I saw outside of myself first, before I decided if about how it worked here, I made the decision based on what was out there. So if I never saw anybody do it, then that means it's not even, you know, you can't do that. Mm. I, I haven't seen anybody do it. I never heard anybody do that. Oh, you know. Um, the first person you tell, right? Hey, especially, especially as a young kid, imagine as a young kid and, and I want to say this as respectful as I can to, um, the people who, who, who guided me as a youth, but I have three aunts, three aunts. They're my dad's older sisters. Those are the only three women I can think of in my life that has never said no to anything I thought I could do. Hmm. They're the only three. And I I acknowledge it every time I see them. But there has been times I've talked as a kid about maybe wanting to do this and be like, oh, you can't do that. And it just goes. It shuts. And sometimes those people held big, big, big roles in my life. You know, I looked up to them or whatever. And it shut it immediately. Yeah. My aunts would tell me stuff like, you're different. You don't have to listen to that. Your life is going to be different. They would say it when I was a kid, right? I would, get, I, would get, uh, I would get in trouble a lot in school. I was a class clown, you probably could tell, right? I was yeah. a class clown. Um, <laughs> and it was crazy because my aunts could see all I wanted to do was get home before all the other grandkids and spend time with my grandmother. Like... They, they knew I was just needing to be touched. Like I just wanted, you know, and so they were the ones who kept telling me it's something else outside of there. Like you could do, like go, try it, see it. Um, and after it didn't work out in the lanes that I thought, I thought I would only get out of my area from playing sports or, or some type of entertainer. That's what I thought my way was gonna be. A doctor wasn't an option. Right. Like um, lawyer wasn't an option. People from my neighborhood don't become doctors and lawyers. Um, So I thought. Um, And the military didn't seem like a fair option because my family had such a bad history from the effects that my grandfather, who was in the Korean War, had when he came back. So we call it PTSD now, but he was what they would consider to be shell shocked. He, you know, fell into alcoholism, had a stroke based on it. Uh, A lot of just things that negatively affect the family when he came back. So the military was even looked at very, very negatively 
um, because this was the only example we had of what it does to a family. And and those those barriers made it hard to to decide to get out. Like it made it very hard. And what happened was I went to an air show once and I got a chance to sit in the um, driver's seat of a plane. You know, they call it the pit, but <laughs> I don't want to be respectful. Uh, I got a chance to sit in the driver's seat of the plane. And that's when I was like, okay, this guy says I can go into this place and I can fly planes. Now, I didn't know if that was all true yet, but at least go to the place. So I never lost the whole dream. So when I initially went to the place, I thought, I mean, it was the Air Force. You only figure everybody in there flies planes. Yeah, I didn't know. Um, and I got in. And it opened up a whole new world. Mm. And then that world became one. I didn't think things were possible anymore. And then that changed, too. And then it was like, oh, no, it's never been that way. You've just had it all wrong along. Like, it's never been that you can't. It's always been that anything was possible. You just didn't see it yet. It's never been that you couldn't drink to have this type of lifestyle or this quality of life. You just didn't, you just didn't know that was available to you. You didn't even know that was an option. And so that's what I think about when I hear the dream, dare, um, do. That's what I think about when I hear the cottywample, like Christy, yeah, right? Yeah. Just unpredicting your journey and doing what the hell you want to do. Right? Well, not in that sense, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know what I mean? Just going with it, you know? Um, yeah, it's just, um, it's been cool to see, you know? It's been cool to see. And the other piece of that, about the anything possible that, that made it great was knowing that I wasn't broken. Mm. No matter what, no matter my state, I'm not broken. I'm not. This is how, this is how I was wholly made. So, so um, if I'm in a, a area where, um, oh, let's even take it, let's say when I was drinking excessively and people would say I was considered to have an alcohol problem, right? And um, I've been through substance abuse treatment for alcohol um, and in the AA rooms and things like that. And I, I never forget being in there feeling like, fuck, like I am just the scum of the earth. It's almost like the ritual you have to read through it. That you're always going to be this way. Now again, for those who it helps, I'm so I'm so thankful for that. But for me, it just made me feel like crap coming out yeah. of there. Yeah. Um. And it it made me kind of it just on oh no, it just felt like crap. It felt like I was always going to have this nag. But I remember realizing when a lot of the things that would come to my mind that would force me to drink to stop thinking about fell away, my drinking slowed and it stopped. And there is points in my life where I went seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve years and not even drinking. Then it was like, oh, I don't have a drinking problem. What I have is a how to deal with my thoughts problem. Yeah, you have because a thinking what I'm, problem. <laughs> what I'm doing, I'm drinking to stop the thinking. So if I can figure out how to handle this, the drinking is just the tool I was using. Yeah. Like it, it could have been working 18, 19 hours days and getting so fatigued that when I drive home, I was unsafe to be on the road. Still a problem, but that's not a bad thing in society. But I'm just a danger driving under with three hours of sleep on 48, you know, trying to work two days in a row, 
three hours sleep in between the two days and driving home an hour away. I'm just as dangerous as a drunk driver. Mm. I'm just as dangerous. But, you know, again, that's just yeah, just my soapbox on it. But it just really, really, really did something for me to believe that anything was possible once I knew I wasn't broken. This was just how my system was alerting me that something was wrong. You're, 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 you're angry, you're sad, you're mad. Pay attention. Something's wrong. You're not broken. I'm, I'm just letting you know this is here. Bling, bling, bling. Like, yeah. like the alarm, you know, the flare, so to speak. Yeah, I was talking to a friend the other day and, and you know, like she was upset because, you know, she had so much thinking going on and the thinking, needless to say, the thinking wasn't, you know, nice thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was obviously yeah. thinking that was riling her up. Yeah. And, um, and it, I, it came to me like the text that, that came, that, that I texted her was something like, you know, the thinking is not there to tell you that there's something wrong. You know, the thinking is the, the, the feeling that the feelings you're having is not because there's something wrong. It's because your thinking is off. You know, that's the only flag that that is. Say that right. again. Say that again. One like more the, time for me. The, the feeling that you get. Okay, the feeling. Uh-huh. It's just a flag for you to say your thinking is off right now. Gotcha. Tracking. Okay. Right. Tracking. Tracking. Right. I actually got that. Tracking is a military term. Tracking is <laughs> a military term. That is why I, I was like, wait, I've heard. Okay. <laughs> that's just, yeah, yeah, I got that that's why I was like, wait, that's okay. Good. All right. I know I'm not crazy there. Good. All right. It reminded me that's I, I was actually channeling you on that day. <laughs> so yeah. but but it's um it's interesting to 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 really see it. Like I'm right now I'm I'm in a good good space. Mm-hmm. Um and I can see how um I'm not my thinking, that the thinking shows up in my space, you know, mm-hmm. like like I can see, oh, I can see this guy. I really want to tell him to go fly a kite. And mm-hmm. oh, this guy I like. Oh, this this I don't like. This I like. This I this I despise. You know, like it just shows up in my space, and it's just like I get these these. Huh, oh, look! I just saw that one. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's it's almost like oh, there's a phone. Oh, there's a pen, but it's thinking. Yeah. And it's it's really kind of cool to be able to to see it like that. Yeah. You know? So what I'm what I look for is like I I I try to look for not the content, not get stuck on the content. Mm-hmm. of the thought but just see oh that's thought that's made up mm-hmm. you know and it's not making me feel good right now so why should i get stuck in it yeah you know what i mean yeah um so i i the thought came to me as you were speaking so you said that you had your te- intensive with michael in 2018 2018 yeah he did a um a brainchild he did, he he live streamed in the next room. So all the coaches were in the next room and me and him were in one room. Okay. And he, he live streamed for three days what we talked about into that next room with them. Okay. Yeah. So before that, mm-hmm. 
Had, did you know of the three principles before that? No, I had no clue of it. No, <laughs> I, and I, I think I know. I had known Michael at that point about. I want to say a couple months. I read a, a book because um, what what prompted it was seeing creating the impossible. So I had thumbed through that. Had no idea what the three principles were or anything. I just knew, but I was. I was aware of what I thought the self-help world, so I kind of, I kind of lumped him into that. Oh, he has a way, he has a, a cool way of the Tony Robbins or the Simon. So I, I kind of at first grouped yeah, that, but I, I knew something was different though, because I had the personal. I met him personally, like one to one, so I knew it was different than that. But at first, I kind of thought it was in that same realm. Yeah. Uh, and that intensity was like, it's nothing like this. It's, it's nothing like this. It's. Um, so, yeah, yeah. What's the what's the biggest uh, seeing that you've had? What's the biggest insight that you you've had? I know that you've had so many, of course. Like, um, I'm not broken. There, you're not I'm not broken. broken. I'm not broken. Anything possible is the biggest insights I've ever had, because they uh, they allow me to shoot. Like I'll try, you know. Um, and I'm comfortable trying it and not liking it. I'm comfortable um, failing at it because that teaches me. I'm comfortable, very comfortable at, at successfully accomplishing it, obviously. That was the easy ones, right? But um, I'm really just having fun with the experience. Um, for instance, yesterday, um, there's a house being built on my street. And the... Uh, the guy who owns the house had some type of beef or issue with the person who used to own the house. They used to be business partners, the house we bought, we're living in now. Mm -hmm. And so he's been doing crazy weird things that is making it difficult for you to get out the driveway or this or that. And yesterday, he literally just blocked the driveway with trees and stuff. And it's like, okay, dude, what the hell? You know, I'll bite. Like, where are we going with this, right? And he comes up very aggressive. And I was like, okay. All right, well, here we go. I'm going to meet you. All right, I'm going to meet you. So I meet his aggression. And when I see I meet it, I start to close him down. And I'm like, I don't know what deal you had with the people before me, after me. You know, I don't know people in the neighborhood yet. We just moved here. Leave us the fuck alone. And he kind of just was like, I said, that's all I want, man. Just leave me the fuck alone. And so I, I left there and I came on up in the driveway and I sat down. I got in my office and I was a wreck because I can't remember the last time I've been mean to somebody because that has been a conscious thing, right? And of course, I'm texting a little like, I was mean. Like, I shouldn't have been mean. I should go apologize. You know, I shouldn't have been, like, I shouldn't have done that, right? And I'm, and I'm sitting in it. I'm sitting in it. All I've heard about this guy. All I've heard about this guy is he's just not caring. He's inconsiderate. I like all of the, the stuff about this, right? That's what obviously shocked me off. Mm -hmm. But what I did was natural. Yes. It was natural. It was what I was feeling. After I settled down, I calmed down. I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm just going to change my clothes right quick. Go down there. Take all the branches myself uncover the road, take all the trash, just move it. Like, I'm, I'm not fit to argue with anybody anymore. I had settled back down. And by the time I got down dry, it was all gone. 
he had moved it. And I couldn't understand why until late last night. And it made sense to me that when I believed he was inconsiderate, this and this and this and this, that we're in this argument, that um, that's why I ended that way and I met that aggression. But when I just told him I wanted us to communicate with each other and I don't care nothing about this and I'm not judging you for that and who, who gives, I don't know any of that. I think he settled down too. It's like, oh. And it wasn't, it wasn't about anything else other than let's just keep the trial way clear. It wasn't about what happened between you and your neighbor five, ten years ago. Like it was just, just about keeping the driveway clear now. Before when I engaged it, it was way more than just keeping the driveway clear. Mm -hmm. It was, I don't want to be involved in this. I don't want that. Like it was just so much crap on it. Yeah. But when it came down to just clearing the driveway, we both saw eye to eye on that. We yeah. both saw eye. And it was like, oh, stuff like that is possible. You can have a conflict, work through it. Right. Like you can have a conflict, work through it, and it works out. Like that's possible. We were both different races. That's possible that you can have it with a different race and make it happen and work, right? Um, so yeah, those those are the biggest insights for me. Are just I'm not broken. Anything is possible. So even if I even if I feel the anger, right? I just got to be clear about it. I just got to know it's anger. I just got to know I'm doing it. And if I'm idiotic enough to make a decision while I'm angry, I'm I got to know. I got to take that. Because I know making decisions when I'm angry don't work out well for me. Don't turn out well for me. Yeah. So if I'm going to be dumb enough to make it, then I got to be dumb enough to accept whatever comes with it. And that, again, because I'm not broken. Yeah, but I think it's going to also, you know, like it's not like we are we deal with anger on a daily basis. I mean, some sure, people yeah. do. but sure. uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah, they do. You know, like I, I don't. I'm glad I don't, but yes, they yeah, do. Like we yeah, I, I don't want to be angry all the time. I mean, of no. course I do get angry, but I don't oh, yeah, want to yeah. get angry. And it, I've, I've known from a young age that I, you know, I didn't want to deal with, okay, now I'm, I'm not going to talk right now. Cause it's going to be, it's not going to be good, you yeah. know? So I'm just going to step away right now. And I'm happy that I have that, but, but it wasn't always like that. Like there has been words that came out of my mouth where after that, I was like you, oh my God, what have I done? Uh, you know, I kind of uh, like, but the more that we, we practice it and we can identify it and we can go, okay, so I can either go meet him with my anger and what's going to generate, it's going to generate more anger, right? Because yeah. what, you, mm. what you give out, you get back. Mm. So if you, if somebody's coming to you and he's angry and you're like, mm. yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, but for me, it was understanding why I got angry. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, it was like yeah. the alarm said bing 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 so i know my smoke alarm's going off i'm angry right yeah. now when i look for the fire i did find fire i found that i brought to the story what everybody had said about the type of character he has yeah that yeah. was the that was that is why it wasn't even it, him it, it wasn't even exactly yeah, that's what i mean to do with it that's yeah, what yeah. i mean so that was my that was the clarity of oh okay Ding, 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 yeah. Not mad at myself for being angry. I'm human. I'll get yeah. angry. Looking at the situation for the fire, the fire was I brought that story to this experience. Yeah. Boom. That was it. Boom. It exploded. That's it. Yeah. So now I know so don't funny. bring that story to the experience. I get something different. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's kind of like, that's, that's basically, you know, be in the present and look at what's there right now. Don't yeah. come from, you know, yeah. I, you know, that's something that I've started that, that I do a lot now is I don't listen to gossip you know like oh, you know when you know when i'm walking around here you know this neighbor says something about that neighbor or this neighbor and i'm like uh, no sorry no no need to listen uh, to that i, I uh, listen. <laughs> no it wasn't it wasn't even that it was just the yeah, he well, we had to go through the business dealings of them selling because they still owned it together it was just different yeah yeah but yeah so well, that was those are the those were the big ones for me uh yeah. And they've been fun. They've been fun. They've they've opened the doors for everything else. And I think the other one would probably be prioritizing self-care, making sure when um, I am tired that I take the rest, no matter what I have on my calendar, when I am uh, fatigued, that I rest. Um, even if I am um, in a pinch, that I still do the right things as it pertains to other parts that I believe collectively put me in the best position to perform. And that's, that's about it, man. Well, talk, talk, since we're like, believe it or not, it's like, I think we're, you're going to have to come back in season two, just so you know, because <laughs> <laughs> now it's like, it's already been an hour right. and, uh, but tell people, you know, tell people about unfit and how they can reach you. Got it. So unfit, um, was a brainchild of mine after I realized a lot of the struggles, turmoil, obstacles in my life was my attempt to fit in a box somebody else had set up for me. So I love early in the conversation when you said, don't put a cat in the box, mm -hmm. right? Like that, that was like, oh, really? That's why I was like, why? Like, I, that's why I wanted to know about it because, you know, a slang term for another guy is a cat, right? So you'd be like, man, that's my cat, you know, old cat over there, dude, cat, right? So when you said a cat in the box, I, I literally saw that like a man oh, in a box, a man in a box. Right. And I was like, yeah, that's, I don't want to be in the box. And so that is really what it was. But it was also realizing that those boxes were internally created. Mm. So what I wanted to do was unfit is just challenging the internal status quo to find a healthier way to live your life. Like just don't try to fit in any box unless it's the one internally you set for yourself, right? It's, it's, it's challenging those models that you have to do it this way to get this result, right? There is, to me, there is no such thing as a fixed way to get to happiness. It's mm. no one set way. Yeah, find There's your no way. way. Yeah, yeah. And I, I use the analogy a lot of a stadium. Man, if everybody had to go through one gate for us to get 100,000 people in there, we probably never start the game. But the fact that everybody can come in to where their transportation drops them off at, and they can enter the stadium at whatever level they're at, and we all get to see the game. Different views, different levels of consciousness from the thing, box seats for some, I get it. But we're all in there watching the same game, and we all got here a different way. So I, I don't believe a, there's a fixed way to happiness. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, and that's what I talk about. That's what I, I try to wake people up to is just just discovering your way and let's go get it. If we get very clear on it, we can go get it however, however necessary. And um, you can find me um, talking about that on my social media pages. I'm at um, Rob Cook. I am R-O-B-C-O-O-K. I'm Rob Cook. 
Um, and you can go to umrockcook.com, subscribe to the Mind and Body Breakthrough Plan while I talk about about this. And um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. You have an app too. They can download yes, the app. Yes, I do. I do have an app that you can get to. Um, I haven't been been talking about it a lot, uh, just because it's 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 on a um, it's on another platform that I'm I'm in discussions with. But it's a great app. Um, you can get your fitness online. Uh, and they'll come directly to your phone. You get to add things in there. We can communicate. I um, mean, it's been a great tool. I have some people on it who love it, um, and it works. And that's for if you if you really just want to get the the bigger biceps or really just hone in on the weight loss um, or or muscle gain, whichever one. Um, but the the coaching piece and the speaking piece is more surrounded by just waking you up overall to yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. The app is a is a a lane that I, I really love and it's a tool I use that, that gets to open the door for the conversation because I, I use fitness as a metaphor um, to really to describe a lot of things, you know, facing obstacles. And fitness, to face an obstacle, you get stronger because muscles get stronger when they're under tension. Mm. It's, it's a fitness principle. Um, so muscles get stronger when they regenerate. That's a fitness principle. That's a life principle too. You know, so I really just use it as a metaphor because it uh, it allows me to, to describe it. Kind of like Sid Banks saying that really mind, thought, consciousness doesn't exist. It's just the words he used to describe it. That's that's kind of like the, it's just the words I use to describe it. But what I'm really talking about, man, is you waking up to how amazing you are. Yeah. The end. Wow. Very cool. Well, listen, thank you so much for thank you being, for having me being here with us. I'm sure that people are going to enjoy the listen and uh, I'm going to put the links in the description, people. So if you haven't had time to write it down, I'm going to put them in there. And uh, so thank you very much. I'll see you at the next episode. And remember, dream it, dare it, do it. Dream it, dare it, do it. Love it. Bye, people.